0: And we're back. Welcome back, everybody, and this is Bare Knuckle Now with Knuckle Up Media. Sometimes in life, you've got to know when to toe the line. And I've got somebody here with me from the old Great Britain who knows just all about that. So, without much further ado, he's got a big fight coming up in July for the BKFC organization, the uh, toe the line uh, part of their promotion. And uh, he's going to talk to me all about it, amongst other things. So uh, help me give a warm welcome to the Ronin himself. It's Jonathan Royal. Jonathan, how's it going, brother? Can you hear me okay?
1: Yeah, man, I can hear you good. Nice. Very good. Nice to, to speech to you, Josh. Nice to meet you, brother.
0: Absolutely. Good to meet you, too. I had to ask if you could hear me because uh, I had a little Wi-Fi mishap just a short time ago. And, uh, that no, was, it was, I it. I it. I was hilarious. I can hear you good, man. Perfect brother. All right. So, well, first things first, I know, I know this might sound a little routine and cliche, but we got to go back to the very beginning of, of, of all of this. Can you talk to me about why you got into fighting in the first place? Like, what is it about martial arts and fighting that re- reached out to you, man?
1: Um, do you know what? Right. Uh, it was totally accidental, uh, entirely, to be honest, because I, I think anyone from, from my high school that actually knew me would say that <laughs> I wouldn't say that I was heavily bullied. Um, but the the shit that was happening, like, did, you know, it had, it had its effect, you know, and... Um, so I, I think with that like I, I was actually into bmx when i was a kid like I was actually pretty hardcore on a bmx i'm not even nice. kidding like I, I shredded on a bmx man like seriously, that's how i lost a tooth
0: uh, hey uh, okay
1: <laughs> so i think around the time i think i must have been I, I dabbled in like uh karate um when i was when i was younger my brother more so than me um and a few years you know sort of passed I, I, I didn't even bother with karate after a while and i was actually at a party believe it or not um i don't even actually how I, I ended up at this party like i couldn't i couldn't tell you for love no money uh why i ended up there but I, I ended up there and there was a guy there called lee price um who's who's like he's, he's like the british white bruce lee right <laughs> okay. right so he's at this party dead enlightened kind of guy dead wise guy and he, he was there with another guy called uh, Justin Overbury. Justin was... Um, they were both sort of saying, like, you know, you should come. You should come training. Like, we'll sort you out. Like, you know, get training with us, sort of thing. And uh, I think, like, within two or three days, I was like, listen, at the time I'd left school, I'd, I'd... You know, there was not much going for me at that point, you know, because I'd not really... Um, I don't know. Like, I just... I just weren't interested, bro. I was just, I don't, I don't know what it was, man. I just wasn't interested. Right. And, uh, so I did, I started training, Justin became like a very, very long term coach of mine for over a number of years, uh, become a really close friend. And, and, and that was sort of my uptake into it all. Uh, I started training, uh, at a gym, uh, situated in my hometown in Glossop, um, under David Breed at a belt school, and it, it just went from there. Like, um, I think uh, I've got old sparring footage, like from my first bars, and I look back at it, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I actually felt. But when I was doing it back then, like I actually felt like, you know, yeah, you know With I mean? all that
0: being like, said, what do you reckon they saw in you at that party? What do you th- what do you think it was?
1: Um. I've always been very different-minded, very, very different-minded, you know, like, you know, just as an example, like, my friends have always been a lot more mature, a lot more older than me, there's always been a thing, you know, like, I think, you know, (laughs) I don't mean it sound like, you know, I'm not blowing my own pipe, you know, but my mind's like, 10 years ahead of where my body's at. Like, I'm I'm wise-minded. I think, and, you know, we had good conversations and we talked about martial arts and Lee was telling me about his experiences in martial arts and how he got into it, which is pretty much the same thing. Like, and um, it was just one of those things, man. Honestly, see, like, when I started sparring and we was doing, like, uh, you know, I was training in MMA, I was doing groundwork drills, all sorts of stuff. You know, and I was training daily. You know, when I started, it wasn't like a hobbyist. I was training every day for three or four hours sure, a Full time, yeah. It was, it was serious shit. Like, I jumped in with Justin. Justin was like a king of the ring Thai champion at one point. Justin's just one of those guys that, like, I very rarely touched. Over a spread of years, sparring, all that time with him, I very rarely touched the guy. Like, I don't know what it was, whether he was like a bit of mystique, because he was, you know, he was the guy that brought me in and I had a lot of respect for him. I don't know. But the, the guy's a beast anyway. So... Um, yeah, it was just entirely accidental because I'm I'm the last person that I'd elect out of my entire, not just my class, out of my entire high school, which there was hundreds of us. I'd be the last guy that you'd expect that be fighting on on it, and that's God's honest truth. Like I reckon, I reckon that would be agreed uh, throughout. <laughs> it was entirely accidental, but it was one of them. I got into it. I got a, a serious taste for it. My first fight, my ass fell out. <laughs> my ass fell out entirely, and um, but it was just a, a. There was something about it. Do you know what I mean? And it, it. I've always said that, like, well, I've not always said it up until recently. I've started realising that you know I've got a mind. You know, definitely have a mind that can't be. You know, it can't be held down for long. I don't. You know, my head's like so quick. Um. And martial arts is one of them things when you're training, when you're competing, especially when you're competing. It's just still, you know, there's there's nothing else that exists, you know, the minute that you're in the gym. But I've, 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 that's probably why why guys like me end up doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's an outlet and it's an escape. It's like therapy. It's all, all those things. See, when I'm not training, that's when I'm at my worst. You know, stay clear, train wrecking coming.
0: <laughs> so it's also a way of life for you. It's part of what you do and what you are
1: i'm not like listen i'm not a homegrown i'm a martial. i consider myself a martial artist always and i'm not like big on you know all the different codes and and right ways and all that but they call it budo and i relate with that you know i will relate, rel- relate with it it's you know, into my career, into to to my friendships. All of my sure. friendships are built around it. All of my career choices in the last ten years have been stemmed around it. And uh, it's it's you know inadvertently it's, it's given me it's gone it's given me something that I never would have had had I not done it. I don't know what life would have been like without it. You know, and I'm not—I'm not like a gangbanger, a thug. I've you no—I've know, not spent time in jail. I've not sold drugs. Clean criminal. record. I'm not that guy. Do you know what I mean? So I honestly, do not <laughs> don't know what I would have done, man, because it wouldn't have been doing them things. So, you know, its, it's given me an entire life, and that's—you know—I I wouldn't say that I dedicate myself to the sport or dedicate myself to the martial art or anything like that. Um, but it, it'll never leave. You know, it'll never leave
0: you know i was uh i was doing tape study i was watching all your fights and uh had a lot of fun watching them they're all fun that's all something that they they all have in common win or lose is that they're all fun to watch but i I'm, i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell you something jonathan normally a fighter's profile is discussed uh in the wake of talking about their victories and only their victories but i have a confession to make to you your most interesting fight uh, in my opinion, thus far in your martial arts career is not a victory, but a, uh, a a defeat, a courageous defeat on your behalf where you you fought a a belt holder, a current belt holder who at the time was undefeated and you had no fights on your record. Talk to a me box- a little bit more about that
1: as a boxer. That was my first boxing thing. And do you know what, like the biggest thing about this, right? because that stage of my life over the next two or three years i don't remember much of it but it's not a lie i was grieving heavily and in denial um and i think fighting in that period it was very messy and i think there was an element something again like self-realization recent times and uh you know there was an element of, of of wanting to feel anything, do you know what I mean? And that's that's the way it was. It was, it was, a, it was for wake up, you know. And that was definitely one of those fights. There was a. <laughs> so it was only, ah, oh God, man, it must have been three months before, twelve weeks before, my best friend, um someone that I'd met, and it was just, we, we were just brothers. Do you know what I mean? It was just clear, clear as day. We we're brothers, and. um you know, he ended up committing suicide and he killed himself, unfortunately. And uh, that took me a long time to deal with that. That fight happened 12 weeks after that. And, uh you know, there were a lot of things going on in life at the time because I, you know, everything, I just lost grip of everything because of that and trying to maintain a fight camp. And I, I did I put in a solid fight camp even still. I didn't grieve. I think that's why I struggled with it because I didn't get to grieve it properly. I didn't get to process what had gone on. And uh, I did. I drove. I think until about 340 miles, my coach at the time, Ian Honeywood, um, and we did, we went to the fight and, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> it, I don't want to say we weren't balls to the walls fight for me. Um, you'll see, like, uh, in as I come out in the first round, I slip, like I totally mm-hmm. lost my footing. I don't know what happened it was like my leg just went you know there was just nothing in my leg it was just like total could it have been nerves
0: could it have been the the, the jitters of things it
1: was the weirdest thing like just just everything disappeared for a moment and uh and i was up i was like what the fuck was that um and then it had it was just a crazy tear up man it was but i I don't want to say it was not a broadly fight it was really close in uh, technical fight do you know what it's like one of those fights that you want to have but you don't because uh you know you What one of yours is finding out a little bit about yourselves you know like <laughs> and I, I definitely that did you know i found out what i was made of that day I, I, he, he caught me uh, i think it was a body shot he kept on going mexican yes. stuff on me. body head body head head body and uh the body one of them found its mark and The first one, honestly, the first one was enough. You know, the first one is enough. And for me, it was like, you know, and I know, you know, he's going to come. This guy's technical. He's he's, he's, he's chipping away. And, uh, you know, it was one, you know, one more, one more, one more. And then the final one, man, it was just, it was a brutal headshot. Um, To be fair, though, it didn't rock me. The follow up with the body, man, it absolutely folded me off, you know, and that with that. But it. it that in my opinion steve gale got a shout that guy that's who i fought steve Mm -hmm. should in my opinion turn pro there was a lot he had a lot of problems getting his pro license and i really felt for him honestly because that guy's sick um well i I forget you know because when i i I think after about two years i didn't watch the type of fights that he was having the guy was breaking jaws and you know, but seriously, not, not just putting guys away like scarily like the medic. Well, yeah, that's
0: that that's in line with my next point is despite being zero and zero and despite finally, you know, calling it a day in the early fourth round. Here's the interesting thing I found is uh, he did not even though there was such a disparity between your experience. I mean, after all, he's got a belt and he's got what, 16 wins.
1: Yeah Owen. And... At that point it was 13 and 0.
0: Okay, so yeah, and you're at O and O. He did not look particularly interested in carrying you. That looked like a fight to me. So mm-hmm. I found it I... impressive that you gave him a real go, man.
1: Yeah, no, i do you know what? Like at the time, uh, you know, like when when the fight ended. Uh, and I remember there was, like, I only took, like, three guys with the to the fight. Three or four guys came, and that was it. That was it. Five guys, five, four or five of my boys. There was no one else. This crowd drowned out <laughs> any kind of appraisal that I was getting through round. I could not hear any of my team going on. Yeah. Champs crowd. <laughs> and um, at the end of the fight, uh, that was probably one of the most heaviest prices that I paid for... You know, courage or whatever you'd want to call it. That's the heaviest price to pay. I remember after the fight, like, I'm not even going to lie. I was totally overwhelmed with emotions. Like, loads of different things going through my head. Went into my corner. My boys were there, too. The boys who were also close friends. You know, they've known him a lot longer than me. You know, they were also close with with Richard. And uh, so it's a very, very heavy thing to go back in the corner to after the fight. And, uh, you know, my head was that you know my head was was bursting like bursting the amount of damage that i probably took on in that fight and uh i couldn't even party i got back to the hotel room cracked a bottle of champagne that you know i thought would be a belt and a victory and i just looked at this champagne and i was just like listen boys you know it's it's not happening tonight and i, and I think i probably sat and cried for about fucking six hours man like so i just sat and cried yes. so it was just i was you know, it weren't, disappointment. it weren't disappointment at all. It was just like a lot of, you know, it was the end of the fight camp, you know, thinking of, there was loads of different shit going. going. It wasn't a heartbreak hotel, like it wasn't a heartbreak hotel. So, no, that was, uh, it was one of my favorite fights for me, definitely.
0: I also found it kind of interesting that, you know, bringing it back to that slip that you had mentioned earlier. You came out for a a brief second. You came out Southpaw and you began initiating an offense in the Southpaw stance. You then slipped and it was, I I would assume that it's probably your muscle memory just kind of kicked in, but you went back to orthodox for the duration of that fight. Uh, My question to you is, uh, do you ever play around these days with the switching stances and have you gotten more comfortable in Southpaw? (laughs)
1: <laughs> so, at that time, this is what you've got to understand. I took that fight in the November. I'd never boxed. I wasn't a boxer by any standards. I was a kickboxer at that point, and um, like I was heavy into my, my, my BJJ a little bit, and um, it was more like MMA grounded. That's that's where a lot of my training was focused at. Um, so uh it's so sort of, it's, it's changed again. Do you know what I mean I, I play about with with you know I've, I've, I've you'll you'll see how how drastic my style has changed. You know you get like a time clips of of different styles that I've, I've versed being like uh, like continuous kickboxing, which of which is like my homegrown going. That's where I came from and into semi semi There's loads of different rule sets, you know, and all, all that sort of stuff. Um so it, it really for me it depends on on the fighter you know that's what i'll say it depends on the fight the type of fight that's playing out you know it, it depends I, I i i tend to switch between styles and i'll find the style that can be best uh applicated that's the best way to say it
0: I gotcha I... okay <laughs> very good um you're quite fond of uh, looking at your social media and getting acquainted with you. You're you're quite fond of uh, discussing the age-old themes uh, of comedy and tragedy. How does that relate to your life, and how does that relate to the fight game, even?
1: Um, comedy tragedy because um, I don't know. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that that really couldn't say that really couldn't say but what i will say is it's not i'm not like uh you know people struggle with with the different things that they do in life right some people choose drinks some people choose drugs i'm not that guy by the way my (laughs) choice is like i went through a lot of years where i was just impulsive as fuck and um you know it could have been but like and i mean past the point of your point of imagination there'd be a few people there but um we did an overnight decision to tour europe on motorbikes um and let's just say things wasn't quite legit for that Mm -hmm. um like again like (laughs) in a bad way so you know like they were just you know they, they I've seen a lot of like videos and there's a lot of stuff that, that I've been working on in the background beyond you know fighting and investing in mindset definitely and um, it's the saying goes you know you see the mermaid's head but not the dragon's tail and that's been that's an ongoing theme like and it is like I relate with that a lot that's a that's a, a theme you know you know you look at something and you see like the the now thing you know that the bad exists, you know, it, you know, it's there, you know, it's, you know what the outcomes are. And, and then instead you just go, do you know what? Like, I'm going to do it anyway. That, that's the sort of stuff that I've struggled with, you know, but there's been a lot of, you know, it's it's almost like being for me that outside of fighting, I can't maintain this straight edge. I don't know whether that's because I, I thrive, being, being that way, you know, which I definitely do. Like, I thrive I thrive under pressure, definitely. So, um, there is, it's just highs and lows for me. So, it's, it's always, there's never a, a straight plateau, like, at all. Um, you know, in regards to, you know, if just a, a week before the passing of Richard, I was invited to fight uh to, to fight for a spot on team england isk kickboxing squad wow and the literally the day before I when i was like i was padded up in an hospital bed i took an overdose like
0: wow and yeah.
1: i got out i got out of the bed um like mum, i remember mum dad being there they actually like had to drive me you know you're just crazy man and uh i'm pretty sure the fifth i was in hospital and on the sixth, I thought I had three fights the next day. And that was straight up after, you know, that was like a pretty serious attempt. Like that was pretty serious. So you know, that was, you know, again, like that was a, a three year period in my life, you know, that I wouldn't I don't even relate with it. Do you know what I mean? When I look back on it, it's like, wow, you know, like Jesus. Um yeah. So yeah, it's, it's an ongoing theme. It's, it's well, I wouldn't say it's it's not so ongoing now. Like, um, but it has been. It has been an ongoing theme. Um, but
0: so, in the wake of the this loss that you've experienced, and the ups and the downs, and the the pratfalls of of life that happen as as it does, what led you to finally making contact with BKFC and deciding to do toe the line?
1: Uh, so believe it or not, uh, last year I was in Greece. I got a phone call at like 5 a.m., and uh, in short, it was uh, another organization that entered conversation with me that wanted to talk about BKFC. Mm-hmm. Um, and Things went nowhere, right? The in and out of it is things went nowhere. There was a lot of fights that fell through last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot. I mean, I was in training camp for about, I don't even know, like 20, 26 weeks. And oh, my God.
0: I, that's a really long camp, man. Yeah.
1: And this fight's dropping through and they end up like... It's like a double camp. I, I lost my shit a little bit. It was too long. Like, I was going mad, you know. It was yeah. Too, any fighter, like, it shouldn't have happened. I end up losing my shit in a big way, to be honest. But so that was uh, august last year and believe it or not right this is random as fuck. so i'm sat on instagram <laughs> and i was already following bkfc obviously like I had my mindset on it and mm-hmm. there i seen a post by ring boy saying this is when he was like sort of he put a comment on the BKFC post saying you've not replied to my application to be a ring boy. Is uh, it, yeah. Is it because of my stretch marks? See, at that point, me and Clay were speaking. Do you know what I mean? I was like, listen, like I see you. Do you know what I mean? I, I said to him, you know, straight away, you know, as soon as, as soon as you're, you're on, uh, as soon as I'm over at BKFC, like when it happens, which it will, you know, which it is, you know, it definitely is. Um, when it happens, you're definitely being my ring boy. Like that is happening. with <laughs> The link in that way. And that was way back in like December uh last year. So um and then from there obviously we got in touch with Sean. Mm-hmm. Um Sean offered to, you know, like you know, basically manage me and, and, and take me on board and it, it made sense. Yeah, you know I mean it, I, we've spoken a lot like honestly we speak pretty much you know obviously since my fight camp started you know two or three weeks back properly um you know conversations with a lot of people like has slow down mm. as it does you know concentrations in other places at a minute so but we've literally from december to now we've literally been nonstop, like you know so hoping it's
0: not a six month camp this time though hope you're keeping it around 10 to 12 weeks this time well,
1: funnily <laughs> enough um I've been training, so I started, I've been training nonstop. That's not a lie. I took four weeks off over December through to January, and I started training and sort of like starting to take over. Call it prep for a fight camp, as it were. And mm-hmm. the real work began about three or four weeks ago. Um, so we actually had a side sort of offer to fight in Alabama on the 30th of BKFC, but we was asked to cut to 165. Um, Which, to be fair, I'd I'd, I'd debate the cut. Like, I think that the cut would be doable, but we've got a lot of red tape to go through on our side. The quarantine, um, which I'm sure is like a three or four week, you know, two weeks in one country, two weeks in another. Um, So there's a lot that we've got to go through, but we're going to be smart anyway when it, you know, Obviously, we got a toll line on third July. BKFC will happen. I'm hoping, you know, in a matter of time after that, you know, I imagine within a three month period, we're going to be smart and get over straight away and and settle down and uh, and get training. Do you know I mean, get rid of the jet lag and and actually put in a good fight camp in, man, a good a good eight ten weeks. So we'll be smart with it. What weight <laughs> is this going to be at? <laughs> um, i'm gonna be fighting um i work in kilogram uh i'll be fighting at 85 kilogram okay um, but there's room to play like i've i've always felt my best around 89 kilogram um so we'll see there's there's room to play like i've've you'll see you know my 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 body's different in a lot of different fights i've, I've fought in a lot of different weight classes a lot of different mm-hmm. weight classes you know i started out at 70 kilogram um and i fought right through all weight classes right up to i fought for a world title uh in kickboxing at, can't remember, i can't remember i can't remember what i weighed in at. i think i weighed in at 105 105 kilogram which is about 220 oh, man. 220 pound which wow weren't my wisest choice but i've i've done it do you know what i mean like <laughs> The aim really is to experience combat you know, in in as many different ways that I can. Um, it's, it's education for me. It's not, you know, there's a roadmap for everything that I want to do and achieve. So, um, you know, it's we've, it's about being smart. Now I've 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 done the accolade and picked up the the skill set. I've, I've forged my skill set, and now it's time to, you know, to take take it seriously for what it is. You know, I've I've dabbled. You know, we've battled through it a little bit. These last few years, and uh you know we're going to get a good, solid run in and uh start making statements mm-hmm. with it.
0: Assuming that uh, your your debut goes your way, and you're able to achieve a little forward momentum in the promotion, uh, what what are your plans in BKFC? Do you have championship ambitions and designs, or do you just want to go in there and wreck them? What what is it that you'd like to do?
1: Um. Ultimately, there's, there's dream fights that I want. There's dream fights. Um, you know, I, I got asked this question a few days ago, like, what fights would I want? What would the fans want? I'd, there, there isn't there isn't particular fights, obviously. I've mentioned Lorenzo. Lorenzo's mm. obviously, like, for me, the obvious choice. You know, yeah, this, Lorenzo, right. You know, like, I don't think I've been disrespectful with him. I've been very to the point. Um you know respect his craft i see holes you know and i like the way that he fights on the inside that's my type of In i enjoy watching his fights because of that uh um, sure you know and uh that's that's the gamble fight that's the fight where it's like okay you know there's a there's a dice roll and it's on both sides you know i think it'd be a, a farewell match you understand uh you know this 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 for me it's about good fights like good good fights you know you, sure. watch, you watch you watch my fights it's not about entertaining and it's not about showboating it's about having a, a, the best experience out of it you know and uh if, if you can do that then it's it's good to watch anyway you know and that and that's all it is that's all it is there's there's obviously a, there's, there's the mediocre goals you know i want i want i want I title shot of that but I'd be stupid to sit and talk about that. Right now is about getting sure. through the door. You know, toe the lines are first on my mind. Third of July. Once that's out of the way, we'll make our statement, and uh, we'll, we will be we will be putting our feet on soil. Come August, September time, and it's as simple as that. You know, I'm, uh, I wake up thinking about it. I, you know, <laughs> anyone that knows me, I don't shut up. I don't shut up. Um, I know that time's ticking for me. 32 mm-hmm. you know for, for me I've, I've i've got five or six solid years true sure. uh, i want to use that wisely i want really good fucking fights and i want fights that i can look back on and and my son can watch and uh you know that that's that's the ultimate the ultimate thing regardless of anything else like regardless of anything, it's about legacy it's about a legacy
0: this has been a fantastic interview and uh, thank you, Jonathan, for your time. We'll definitely be in touch. He's a he's a good friend, so that'll be a good talk. Well, I'm Josh Herbold, and this is Bare Knuckle Now. Thanks for tuning in uh, on behalf of Knuckle Up Media. See you.